It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's funny? It's just a great day. It's just a great, great day. Things have come together. (laughs) You know where they came together, Alice? (laughs) On that old mother road. (laughs) I'm sorry, I sound just like him. You do sound just like him. Good work. So guys, last year at this time, maybe it was last year, maybe not, or maybe it was seven months ago, whatever, I was a scholar in a, a, a... it was a connoisseur of the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. That has been replaced in the last two weeks, <laughs> where I have been studying in great detail that old mother road, Route 66, oh, the man. stories she has to tell. And so I've been watching what could be, it might be, possibly, possibly, in some ways, an awful program. But I think it's fantastic. But it's not. It's, I something on Amazon Prime called Cru- "Cruising Route 66" with Michael Wallace. So Michael Wallace is Tom's very timely TV show reviews yes. of TV shows so, from 1993 or whatever this is. So from. this show, this show is. You know, it, he went on to discover Route 66, or, or no, someplace he had traveled as a kid. Um. Uh, in, in to do a special on it in the early 90s, like 92, 93, where uh, the historian, that's what they're calling him, historian Michael Wallace, um, went there and he talked to people and kept saying in 1992, I think it might come back. He's got this baritone voice. He is the manliest man I have ever seen. Uh, he had some kind of a mullet going in 92, but a mustache and the whole thing. He He's was kind of like Mike Lindell a little bit to me. Oh, no, no. He had... And if, if somehow I have not seen anybody say... He's a historian, but I assume he's got to be on... He's got to be from radio. 
He's got to be a radio guy. The way he talks, he said, the old SO station stood here for 46 years, serving cousins, friends, and loved ones. He has everything, everything is quaint, good old Americana. When he talks about the old mother road. Well, right. Everything from like the diner waitresses to the sign at the truck stop, everything is like important and a part of the history. Right. So, oh, absolutely. In the old mother road, in Route 66, it's which is a lot of it's just fallen into disrepair. It's been decertified as a highway. He'll get into all that stuff. But I'm watching this on Amazon. I can't stop it. I go back to it again and again and again. It's my palate cleanse. I feel like, have you rewatched episodes too? Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like I've heard the same episodes more than yes, once. No, I've rewatched everything. Everything. I He went in, because he's done. he does it in a couple of steps. First, he's there in 1992, where he's hoping that the that Route 66, the um, the old black tar lady might uh, make a resurgence and even tells people, I think he has a good chance of coming back. The diner that he goes to, whatever, and the guy's like, "Really? Oh, you yeah. think so?" And uh, you know, but then he does he does a reprise in 2007 where he revisits places and they didn't come back, and and sometime in the 2000s as well. So he he has, goes from mulleted, looks like a radio jock guy from the, in the early 90s, and he put on a lot of weight. And so by the time he's back in 2007, he is pretty fat, and he's having a tough time moving around the studio. I'm happy to report he has subsequently Alice lost some weight. Nothing. That's great. But so so Good he's for him. the the it's everything is quaint. Well, this old road had many tales to tell, and many souls went down that road. And it's 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 he's so into it, and it's so such Americana. I've been telling my friends to watch it because it's it's great. It's great. Here's a little bit of cruising. Route 66. You're going to hear Michael. Wal- You're about to get. If you have um, a <laughs> testosterone. Doing if it. you have a testosterone sensitive um, audio setup, look out because it's about <laughs> to go down. Here's Michael Wallace. I like to think back to those days when I was a boy in Missouri and it was June. School was out and we went on vacation. Dad had the Plymouth packed up thermos bottle, ice chest, everything was taken care of. And when the wheels of that car hit the pavement, the vacation began. Have you ever heard (laughs) what a heavy began that was? The vacation began. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's a heavy began. This, This is, there's, I don't even, what's the word for this? The way this is told, the way the narration is told. It's very, it's not just heavy, but it is... I wouldn't say rich. It's very rich. Yes, everything. Nothing just is. That old tumbleweed has some tales to tell. <laughs> he didn't get gypped out of a single. Ooh. <laughs> By the way, I heard too. I would say that Michael Wallace is right of center. I think I would say that <laughs> definitely. And one of his, one of the shows, he talks about. Does he have anything he wants to advertise on a? podcast i don't know but one of the and one of these things which by the way takes this documentary takes three decades to do and one of them he's saying and then dolly the waitress will come right up and say hey sugar what do you need what's shaking honey at, at the diner you know and he's like you won't find any waiter coming around saying my name's uh anton and i'll be your waiter 
It's like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> but I've heard him. He also used females as so well. <clears throat> you won't find any. He's not afraid to go back. I've heard him interviewed since. He, he's not afraid to go back and use some of the same ditties. Moment. Going to our destination, the act of getting there was part, a vital part of the vacation experience. Vacation. And it can still be that way today. Out there on Route 66, on the Mother Road. The Mother Road. He's showing old gas stations here. There's adventure and escapade lurking around every corner and bend. And it's not that hard to find. It's not that hard Once to find. Once you've read all the books, studied the maps, talked to the Route 66 associations <laughs> in all eight states. The adventure's not that hard to find. As, soon as, as long as you've <laughs> talked to all the associations, read all the books, studied the maps. And what you need to do is just follow the signs. Wow, the signs. Even the signs sound heavy on the Mother Road. I swear, I'm Michael guys, Wallace, author of Route 66, through. The Mother Road, and your host on this video journey that we call Getting There. Whoa. This program is about taking time to escape the super slab and return to the way America used to be. Ooh, how Trumpian is that? Here in my study in Tulsa, Oklahoma, not very far from the original pavement, I'm surrounded by images and icons from America's Main Street. Alice is drinking beer. Pieces of original nice. pavement, old battered and bullet riddled signs, photographs, road maps. Damn Some right. Some of them stained with burger grease. God damn right they are. <laughs> this is America. That's why they're stained. Damn, we get a problem with it. That's right. Anyway, this is my go-to every night. This is so American, so Americana. And this guy's voice, Michael Wallace, on that old mother road. But more important to me than all of this stuff are the memories that are here in my heart and the memories that are indelible in my mind. i got to tell you, I would think that 97-year-old 97 97-year-old 97 women must think this is the perfect man. He's manly. Probably not even like 97. He loves his country. Oh, no, I'm sure. He loves his country. Everything he sees. He's a Seinfeld character. Elaine from the hills of Machapuch. Everything he sees is special in the rich spiritual voyage. It's in his heart. Memories of the old road. Wow. Memories <laughs> of the people and places. I swear there's going to be more to this show today, along guys. Along both the... flanks of that wonderful highway. This show is fantastic. You need to be watching it. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to be watching it. Merrimack Caverns, the Big Texan Steak Ranch, Tucumcari Tonight, Jackrabbit Trading Post, and so many more. That's a little bit more. Now, so now, now here comes the controversy. And I'm watching this, and every night now, I watch and learn a little something new, Alice. Mm-hmm. A little something new about the... Mother Road. That's right, the old mother road. Now I've got a situation, Alice. Mm -hmm. He is a historian. He's also, by the way, Michael Wallace, the guy who did the voice of the sheriff in the movie Cars from 2006. Yeah. He, yes, absolutely. And they got, I mean, talk about great casting. 
Cars. He's a car guy. The old mother road. That is uh, perfect. But listen to this. We've got a situation. Are you ready for the I'm situation? I'm ready for the situation. I'm listening. I'm trying to fix your cameras. Oh, who cares about... Nobody wants to see me. So I listen, want to see So you. listen to this. So here's mm-hmm. ra- the radio voice. I think it's radio voice, although I don't see a radio history in his bio. He's got to have been into radio. There's no way. This is him from the, from the um, documentary. They're still out there. Once again, here's from the documentary. Ready? Okay, I'm listening. Memories of getting there. Memories of getting there. Now listen, this is him from 2019. Three years ago. I could not even find a pulse. Allow me to end my visit with you with one of my favorite Route 66 stories. It's short and sweet. But I think it's it all trouble now. You know why? What about the old mother road? I guess he's getting his voice <coughs> is thinning out. He's getting elderly, I guess. I guess so. But my goodness, mother road. That moved mountains. <laughs> maybe part of it is like the audio quality of the mic he's on or whatever, too. Maybe or maybe. Is it possible we've been had? Anyway, you should watch the old mother road road 66. Uh, what's the, what's it called precisely, Alice? Cruising on Route 66 with Michael Wallace. That's right. You can learn yourself about Mother Road. It's great. It's great. And that's my new passion. <laughs> Have you another topic you'd like to speak of, or should we stick with this for the next 40 minutes? <coughs> well, for any of our listeners that are still there, there are, in fact, topics I'd like to talk about today that are in the news, actually. Do you know why today is a great day, honey, among other reasons? Because it's Orthodox Easter today. No, incorrect. Because we won the lottery? No. Um, because you're getting tripe for me tonight? No, because a Trump judge lifted the airline mask mandate Didn't last night. Did we talk about this No, yesterday? because we did our show early yesterday. It happened oh after God, our show. Oh my God, you're kidding me. I can't. That changes everything. I wouldn't start. Wouldn't have started with the mother road had I realized we haven't talked about. We this. haven't talked about anything because we did our show so early yesterday. We haven't. No. Oh, this is poor planning. <laughs> well, it's poor planning on someone's part, not well, my part. I mean, some things are evergreen, like the mother road. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> glad. Glad we spent what's it been thirteen minutes on the old mother road. I apologize, everybody, for Tom. I apologize. We're doing, you know, we're doing, since Cullinane has just passed away due to COVID, <laughs> we're doing now, we're taking over and we're doing a remote broadcast and guess where that broadcast will be taking place? Uh, Magnolia, Mississippi? Incorrect. Mother Road. <laughs> okay. That's right. All right, Alice. So I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Here's yesterday, um, one of the people um, hearing on the plane, hearing the announcement. Yay, there's the other one, too. Um, Is somebody singing? Throw away your mask. Uh, and l- 
let me see. There's another good one, the best one actually. It's up here somewhere. I've it's all, it's under all my mother road cuts. Yeah, it's hard to find the actual news if you bury them all. <laughs> Recording. Yeah, I did TV bury them all. Too. Like- anyway, so there was great. There was great. Well, I, I wouldn't. I actually, I don't even know. Would you say on Twitter there's been great? I, I mean, <laughs> it's there been, been a mix great, of reactions. There has been horror by some people. There are some people who are horrified. I mean, mostly. So here's the thing. So there's, um. It seems that most of the videos that have been coming off the airplanes and everything appear to be people who are really, really bleeping happy about this, right? Um, Most of the people on the plane seem to be cheering, clapping, throwing away the masks, singing, you know. Absolutely. This this was not a popular policy. Um, Right, because it makes no sense because the plane has HEPA filters. It cycles air right out of the plane and people aren't spreading on the plane. This was like one of the dumbest mandates the entire time. So this judge vacated the mandate. Mm -hmm. She's in Florida. Um, There's a lot of outrage on the left because she's a Trump judge. She was 33 when she Mm -hmm. was appointed. She's now 35. And she was one of the couple of judges that the American Bar Association had rated uh, not qualified mm-hmm. when her nomination was submitted and the Senate confirmed her anyway. So she's now a Trump judge and they're, you know, looking to to say like, oh, some unqualified idiot judge that Trump put it. So first of all, she has a perfectly fine educational background. She's clerked for a bunch of judges. She was light in experience. She only had eight years of experience mm-hmm. uh, as a lawyer, which is why they rated her not qualified. But she, I mean, she clerked for Clarence Thomas. We're not, right. ta- she's not like an idiot. Um, And I just thought it was interesting because I did like see a lot of this outrage. So I went back to look, you know, like did Obama appoint any judges that were, uh, considered not qualified by the ABA. And the answer is no. Technically, Mm -hmm. he didn't appoint any judges that they rated not qualified. But um, I did go back in time. Uh, I found a New York Times article from 2011, which was interesting to me. Now, the reason he didn't appoint any judges that were not qualified... Is because he didn't wait until he made the nomination to get the American Bar Association approval, which was going back to a policy that had been kind of thrown out the window during the Bush administration. Republicans were sick of the American Bar Association being biased against their nominees. So Mm -hmm. they said, we're just going to nominate them and you guys do what you want. Um, So but Obama ran his by the ABA beforehand and didn't submit them if they called them not qualified. So but a bunch of the ones that he submitted were considered Mm -hmm. not qualified. And it was a topic of discussion at the time because Democrats were upset and felt that the American Bar Association's requirements for what they were saying qualified was unfair, in particular to women and minorities. Mm hmm. So listen to the different tone of this article compared to like Trump nominating unqualified idiot judges, right? This is November 22, 2011. The American Bar Association has secretly declared a significant number of President Obama's potential judicial nominees not qualified, slowing White House efforts to fill vacant judgeships. And nearly 
all of the prospects given poor ratings were women or members of a minority group, according to the interviews. The White House has chosen not to nominate any person the Bar Association deemed unqualified, so their identities and negative ratings have not been made public, but the Association's Judicial Vetting Committee has opposed 14 of the 185 potential nominees the administration asked it to evaluate. The number of Obama prospects deemed not qualified already exceeds the total number opposed by the group during the eight-year administrations of Bill Clinton and George Bush. The rejection rate is more than three and a half times as high as it was under either of the previous two presidencies. Um, So they go back and forth and talk about... um, you know, all these ones. Administration officials are perplexed about the reasons for some of the low ratings. And in discussions with bar panel leaders, they have expressed growing frustrations, people familiar with those conversations said. In particular, they have questioned whether the panelists, many of whom are litigators, place too much value on courtroom experience. Now, this is what they knocked this judge for. At the expense of lawyers who pursue sued career paths less likely to involve trials like government lawyers and law professors. Obama has made it a policy goal to diversify the bench in terms of race, gender, and life experience. Many of his other female and minority prospects received favorable bar group ratings and went on to be nominated or confirmed. Um, And it goes on to then tell us the demographic composition of the 14 prospects has proven to be awkward. A person familiar with the ratings said nine of the 14 people they rejected of the Obama judges that he wanted to nominate. Nine are women, five five of whom are white, two black and two Hispanic. Of the five men, one is white, two are black and two Hispanic. The Bar Association is also said to have deemed at least two other potentially minority. kind of evil meritocracy, the Bar Association. They've deemed at least two other potential minority or female judicial nominees not qualified, but upgraded them to qualified after the White House asked them to take a second look. There we go. Um, And in fact, they also... um, where is it down here? They talk about this judge, Gloria Navarro, that they mm-hmm. ended up putting horn, who's like this first Hispanic woman judge, etc. The group... Um, and the, Nevada had no female or Hispanic district court judges. She was recommended by Harry Reid of, ne- of Nevada and a bunch of other people and the state's Republican Senator, John Ensign. But the bar root group rated her as merely qualified and a minority of the vetting panel had voted to rate her not qualified. Mr. Reid, who said he thought the association had delivered its tepid rating because she had no prior, prior judicial experience, sharply rejected the notion that Miss Navarro was not well qualified, saying he was upset that Miss Navarro is not rated as high as she should be. In arguing she has had experience in the real world of government, the real world of Ooh. law. And in May 2010, the Senate voted 98 to 0 to confirm her. So <clears throat> I just think it's interesting how far we've come now that this was, you know, throwing out the American Bar Association ratings, which are based on like how long you've been a lawyer or a judge. It was considered like great for diversifying the bench and being awesome back in 2011. And that this was, I mean, I think this article is almost framed that this is like bold progressive Obama throwing off this stodgy establishment bar association, right. isn't it? And, and like it's interesting now that a female judge that Trump appointed who is similarly qualified to these people who just, you know, doesn't have the courtroom experience necessarily 
is treated like she's an idiot and on a purely partisan basis. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting when people bring up like, oh, well, the American Bar Association rated her not qualified. Right. How things have changed in just a few to, years. To think, are they politicized? My goodness. But it is interesting to think that identity politics now is first and foremost. Certainly. Right. I mean, right. Unless you're a Republican. Those guys would have probably... You the, need to be politically black or a woman, not, well, just, right. but not those, just literally. But those... That bar association from that year probably would have said a trans woman. What do you mean? A man who's <laughs> pretending to be a woman? Right. Yes, and you have to call him her. I do? What? But we're a much smarter country now. Yeah. So anyway, so this mask mandate's now vacated. Do you think they're going to appeal this? They just announced it. Breaking news. Really? Yeah, just second. They're going ago. to appeal it. Biden just, this is seven minutes ago, the Justice Department said it will appeal the court ruling striking down the mask mandates for travelers if the CDC finds it's still necessary. So if I the guess, CDC finds it's still necessary. Right. So I guess it's on Walensky, so it's on the teachers unions. So the two teachers unions will tell us. Oh, great. And the flight attendants union wants it back because it's a bargaining chip for them, obviously. Right. So, um, but but anyway, the, 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 the hysterical way that some people took this. Oh my God! I can't believe this. Now I won't be able to fly anymore. And oh, a happy congratulations on your super spreader event. It's like these people are canceling flights. People are going to be taking the old mother road. Listen to now, this again. Stuff. It's going to we're going to re- re- recertify Route sixty six now because so many people are going to be driving so they can wear their masks. Listen to this thread from Scott Hatchinger. Uh, civil rights bl- Twitter blue check mark civil rights attorney longtime public defender dad executive director zealous Ugh. fighting to topple the imbalance of power and no, voice and justice and policy and media what an a-hole have you noticed by the way that none of my none of my uh, descriptions anywhere say dad <laughs> mine say that I'm a mom that's so free bingo p- space thing <laughs> mine like, say Jen I'm Saki a mom Jen say, says dad a mom of two humans shut the freak up be an adult don't give a shit so anyway, he just tweeted, it just happened. Oh, please tell me there are periods between each word. <laughs> uh, no, just at the end of that. It just happened. I'm in Florida, about to board a flight to LaGuardia. And over the loudspeaker, attention all JetBlue customers. We have just received word. The mask oh, mandate no. has been lifted. Feel free to board your flights without masks. A loud, sustained cheer just erupted. So at first when I read this tweet, I thought maybe he was for it because he said the cheer thing. A few people remain with masks on, but most now without smiles and laughter. Most JetBlue employees I'm seeing, including flight attendants, have no mask. Hundreds around me about to enter New York, where a new variant is spreading, all because a single Trump appointee overruled the CDC. And then he tweets the New York Times headline that all the four biggest airlines dropped the mandate. What a crazy time to be in the airport and hear this announcement live. JetBlue, why are you complying with this? He tags in JetBlue. <laughs> what a bitch. Here's another one. Uh, Jeremy Faust, MD, MS, uh, ER physician. What a dink, by the way, to have all the initials. Just so you know, I'm all those things. You're also effing crazy. Hi at United. When I bought my tickets for me, my wife, who is pregnant, and our unvaccinated four-year-old, I assumed you would continue to have a mask mandate. Now you cancel it, and we'll have to board our return flight under your new no mask policy. Thanks so much. What? What? When did? Mm-hmm. How, when did this generation of men bitches? I don't know. Become- I don't know. And this guy's not done either. He like live tweets the whole thing here. 
He goes, in case anyone was wondering, obviously, I'm still wearing my mask. My wife and my six-year-old are on a different flight, six hours to Los Angeles. I wonder if they announced it mid-flight and both are now at greater risk. Just boarded. More than half the passengers still masked. All the flight attendants are. Pilot just came on. As I'm sure you all just heard, you don't have to wear masks anymore, so yeah, feel free to take them off. I cannot imagine being on this packed plane right now, maskless. Some dude right behind me, maskless, on phone, sharing what just happened. I've never seen that before. An airport suddenly jump into a standing ovation. We were rejoicing, and then there's silence. Why would I wear one if no one else is wearing one? I think he's on with his mom, hearing coughs sneezes oh that's great oh that's great <laughs> already already their mask removal is getting people sick people just breathing in this covid air meanwhile just finished wiping down my area with clorox and then he tweets somebody who replied to him perspective and the reply says, yeah, just to add another perspective, this means our four-year-old won't get to see her grandfather who is oh. sick with cancer in a different part of the world before he dies. I am very angry. Oh. You know what? If he's dying anyway, just bring the four-year-old to see him. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, my God. Let me read a couple here. Wonder if Florida, in all caps, will challenge seatbelts next, seek cigarette sales to minors, bring back asbestos in buildings, lead paint next. What about canceling Medicare and SSI too, since government actions could impinge somebody's death trip freedom? So at what point do the masks not stopping COVID start to be an effective tool to, con to convince people that the masks don't stop COVID? At what point do you have to see that not only that, but you can get it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And again. At what point? Why is this where they're choosing to stop learning? No, I'm going to stop learning just shy of masks don't work on planes. Just shy of there. And this is where I'm setting up camp for the next three years. <laughs> and I'm going to be here. That's it. Listen to this one. Hi, at Delta. Your flight attendants greeting us. Would you like champagne? Let's celebrate no more masks is not what I paid for. It's Ugh. not only childish, but also creates an uncomfortable and potentially hostile environment for those of us still masked. COVID is also not seasonal. Your political and capitalist practices aside, please recognize that all types of diverse customers ride your planes. This <laughs> insensitivity is costly, and I'm curious to know what your affirmative practices will be for those of us with conditions that may be at higher risk. Please also know that us highly melanated and medallioned with oh. exercise full malarkey privileges, so be prepared for a full recap of this flight. Well, okay. Can I have? Can I do one though? Yes. Hey, United plus at Delta plus American Air. This is, I think, going to win, Alice. I'm sorry. I think mm -hmm. this might be the best one. Hey, United. This is Stephanie Dahl Lorang. Hey, United at, plus at Delta at plus American Air. I'm sure there are thousands of stranded customers who flew to their destination with the mask mandate in place and now can't safely get back since you suddenly dropped the last remaining COVID precaution. How are you going to get them home? Yeah. How, how will they get home? So if you're on one leg of your trip, you're stuck now. Yeah, you can't go Because the mask anywhere. mandate has been doable. dropped and now you'll die on the plane. How do you get home? You know how you're going to get home? I don't know. I think they'll just die in the airport. No, they're going to take that old <laughs> mother road. That's right. You are driving Route 66. 
Oh, what a time. What a United States of bitches. Oh, so, I mean, I almost think if I were the Biden administration politically, I almost think I wouldn't even appeal it. Because Here's somebody this is who says, like I'm, I'm immunocompromised, cancer, and I stress on elevators with unmasked riders. Not all, now I'll never go anywhere. How is this acceptable from a judge with no science involved? Well, the key here is when she just said, now I'll never go anywhere. Well, there you go. Problem <laughs> fixed. You never go anywhere because you're scared of everything, even in situations where you shouldn't be. Right. And by the way, I am not a fan of cancer. Cancer wiped out my parents and will take me out sooner or later as well. And I'll be on that old mother road. You'll be one of the angels of Route 66, like the segment on this show. And they tell you the people who passed away since the last filming. But one of the things that people don't like about cancer is that it sucks. And it does all sorts of stuff to alter your life. So I'm sorry, but cancer sucks. And you have it. I'm sorry. I wish you didn't. But it has uh, affected your ability. The rest of us who don't currently have it. (laughs) have to get on with our lives and want to do so. And I'm sorry, it's not everybody has to bend to to the most sick in the country. Right. Here's another one. One of my patients tearfully told me she's canceling her flight to her daughter's outdoor wedding on Saturday. It's wild that some people's mild discomfort while wearing a mask is more important than immunocompromised people's ability to live through a pandemic cannot even believe the replies I'm getting, which are so unbelievably cruel. Of course this happens 24 hours before my pregnant self is supposed to fly home, says Pharma D, sweet chinchilla. Well, so the best part of all this is this dude named Jared Rabel tweeted, and uh, he said, I boarded a plane today with my son. In mid-flight, the pilot announces that the mask mandate is over. Flight attendants pulled off their masks and sneezed directly into their hands while screaming, this is MAGA airspace. My t- son turned to me in tears. I don't know what to do. So, and that's not the part that's incredible. And then he, re- he replied, wow, so this blew up. Cash App is in the bio for my son's legal defense fund. We are suing for the intentional infliction of emotional distress. But the great thing about this is that then a little while later he tweeted, just got messaged by a New York Times journalist about my previous tweet. This is what happened. Victoria Kim from the New York Times messaged him. Hi, Jared. I'm a New York Times journalist. I'd love to speak with you over the phone about what happened on your flight this evening. Can you please give me a call at X or let me know how I can reach you? Hope this isn't coming too late in your day. Thank you. Look forward to hearing from you. Uh, listen to this So, guy. And she went to Harvard, uh, s- s- this Scott- New York Times journalist, and believes that people yes. were screaming, this is maggot airspace at him while sneezing on him. Right. Right. Of course, I know he's just screwing around. He, this guy has a picture of a huge full face mask, like the E.T. kind of, mm-hmm. the people working on E.T. kind of mask, a huge thing. Looks like he could go scuba diving at a thousand feet. Scott AV 3000, full face they're in stock now, since no one else is worried about COVID anymore. I highly recommend. Saved my life quite a few times. He saw the COVID knocking on the windshield that he had on, and it couldn't get in. Mm, good. Good. I did think this was interesting. So Jeffrey Tubin tweeted about how like it, the, this is an overreach by the federal judiciary, saying that the CDC can't unilaterally make everybody on every bus, train, Uber, whatever in the country wear a mask all the time. Uh-huh. Amtrak and Uber dropped their mandates too in response to this. But um, so he was saying that it's a um, a decision by a young Trump appointed federal judge. 
Uh, and Nate Silver retweeted it, which I thought was interesting. And he did point out that the Senate voted 57 to 40 to repeal the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. So it was only because they couldn't reach the 60 vote threshold to get rid of the mask mandate that we even still had it. So the big get rid of the filibuster because the filibuster is Jim Crow on steroids or whatever people like if you'd gotten rid of the filibuster, you would have had no mask mandate. Because the Senate would have voted on it. I don't get that though, because the mask mandate was not a piece of legislation. No, but when they do, when the seat, when, so when uh, federal agencies, these executive agencies, mm-hmm. when they do these emergency orders, mm-hmm. the emergency orders have a period during which they're under review by the Senate. And the Senate has an opportunity before they go into effect to reject them. If they can hit the 60 votes or maybe it's even 66, it might be a two thirds situation. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't but, know that. but there is with these these like agency regulations that aren't really laws. The Senate does have a chance to reject them, well, but it's like a super majority that they need to get. Well, so but they hit 57 votes mm-hmm. to get rid of it. Well, and that's the process uh, screw up that got this thing repealed is that they didn't wait for a review process. They, you know, in other words, the public has to have a review process and comment, public comment process. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that got yeah, them. Yeah, because they did it through this emergency way exactly. instead and of the they, regular and, way. And there was a right way to do it, but the, the administration is They wouldn't get this. it through that way either, though, because well, because people don't actually like the mask mandate on everything. I do think it's really revealing. Well, though, they, it's not know, that they wouldn't get it through because they can just do it, I think, Alice. But, well, but you would need the Senate and stuff. Well, but but I, oh, I just think also that there would be people on... <laughs> There would be all it would be making news a lot of the data on this stuff, right? And I am I am pretty surprised that the Biden administration may be depending on what the CDC says doing this. But remember, Ron Klain is hyper Twitter, so he's right. seeing this right now, and right? Pe- but I just think it's such a lose lose for them. Like obviously, people like the mask mandates being dropped. They're all cheering on the planes, like, and it's such. It's such an easy way for them to claim and be like, oh, the unqualified, stupid Trump judge blocked us. Oops. Oh, well. Like, you know, they can't. It doesn't have to be on them. Like to go back and appeal it now and like die on this hill just seems so stupid to me. Like that's where you want to be as we're going into midterms is fighting to keep mask mandates on planes. But I do think it's like an interesting study in like human behavior and psychology, too, because I think we saw this last year with like the outdoor mask mandates, too. Like, do you remember how scandalous it was last year that like I would blow off the outdoor mask mandate? Mm-hmm. And like people would yell at me or like people would talk about even earlier in the pandemic, like in Melrose, we would see the Facebook posts about like somebody walking down the street, like spewing their virus breath everywhere. You know, people like really think that you need to wear a mask even outside, even if you're far away from people or whatever. And and it's incredible that. You know, like people went along with that and then it became like by this year pretty much acceptable that nobody needed to wear masks outside and everybody just went along with it. And now it's Mm -hmm. like everybody was following all these mask rules and going along with them and probably would have been mad at you if you didn't. And then all of a sudden the rule goes away and they're all like happy. I mean, I really think that this will be like gay marriage. Like none of the people who are for gay marriage now believe that they were against gay marriage 20 years ago but the poll numbers show that they were Mm -hmm. and 
What's interesting is I think they all believe it. I think they all believe that they were for gay marriage before anybody else was, even though they demonstrably weren't. That can't possibly be true for most of people. And I think the masks and stuff will be the same way. I think a lot of these people will believe that they were always against mask mandates and were excited when they were dropped. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're fixable. I don't I, know. No, but I think that they'll think. And if, uh, and if Alice, the government does it, it again, they'll go along with it again. But it's because they're like psychologically malleable, right? They're like, they're cheering when the mask mandate goes away. And then like when data comes out in the future, the kids are all screwed up because they've been breathing plastic masks 40 hours so a week. I have a couple of I think they're going to be like, the, yeah, I always knew I hated those masks. They always were terrible. Like they're going to think, I think that. that's. I think, I don't know if I agree with you. And I think that's flawed. I think that with the gay marriage thing, there's a lot of nuance there. A lot of times it was like a lot of people like myself had a problem that it was done in Massachusetts by judicial fiat. And um, and, uh, you know, the argument was nuanced. There was never like for but it me, was also I was against done- the gay marriage habit. Nobody asks a question. It, it, the questions and polls and surveys are, are probably too imprecise. Well, maybe, but I also <clears throat> think that the reason of why it was passed by judicial fiat in Massachusetts was that it wouldn't have been able to pass the legislature of in course. Massachusetts in 2005, well, well, that's which would my... not be true today. Um, in 2022, yes, you're correct. If you put gay marriage before, but I think, I mean, a lot of those people are the same people who are there on Beacon Hill. A lot of them have been there 15 years or 17 years or whatever it is, right? Like, yeah. I I think they believe they would have been for gay marriage in 2005, even though I don't think it would have passed in 2005 because it would have been too controversial at that point in time. But people don't, well, it's just like yeah. how everybody thinks they would have been but against they were, they were slavery if they lived at the time. Right, but there are also more Irish Catholics hanging out in the state house in 2005. I mean, Biden's an Irish Catholic. Right. A well, lot of them are donkey, the same though, Irish Alice. Catholics. A lot of them are the same Irish Catholics that were there 15 years ago. They haven't all switched out. My friend Jules, rock star Jewel, it's not Jewel, my Jewel, who I dreamed about. This is somebody with... Jules says, my six-year-old has been wearing one for eight plus hours each day for over eight months now. If she can handle it, they can handle it. The vax and the mask are what has saved her from never getting COVID thus far, especially in a Petri dish such as an elementary school. Um, so there is so much symbolic religiosity happening right there. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it's superstition. The vax and the mask, because that's why she hasn't gotten it. No, guess what? She's going to get it or she has had it in one kind or another. Now, but but also, this is this is the kind of person of average IQ mm-hmm. who says this. This person, and would you care to guess? She's got four emojis, or no, four symbols after her name. Can you guess even one of them? Um, a Ukraine flag. Correct. That is it. That's all I need. Ukraine um, flag. Uh, a vaccine shot. Uh, no. Well, what I see here is a Ukraine flag. Hang on. Let me. Okay. Some of these I don't really recognize. I don't know what they mean. So, oh, Ukraine flag, a sunflower. That's Ukraine, also. Oh, okay, a blue heart and a yellow hat heart. That's Ukraine too. Yep. And uh-huh. then in her description, there's a red SOS. I don't know. What and that then is. two blue waves. Okay. Blue waves. So I'm not right. sure what those mean. Okay. Uh, what that? Okay. 
Oh, so that's such a happy day. Somebody what? with the Black Lives Matter fist says, I was unaware that a federal judge with no science background could dictate company policy. There's a good solid grasp of how the legal system works. Yeah, no. Here's the thing, guys. The judge isn't dictating company policy. Or doing the companies, science. The companies don't want to have a mask We're, mandate. The Before... The CDC was dictating the company policy. The companies, when nobody's dictating right. their policy, don't make you wear a mask because that's what other people With want no and that's what makes sense for their businesses. With no science. I, I was unaware. The, the worst thing is that this person is sarcastic and stupid. So they think they're smart <laughs> and they're stupid. I was unaware that a federal judge with no science background could dictate company policy. She's got a law background, and that's what this is about. She's dealing with laws here. Right, exactly. So anyway, the other big thing that's like making me happy today is um, all the drama and excitement with Libs of TikTok. So if you don't know, Libs of TikTok is this awesome Twitter account that we've been mooching off of completely for years now with the podcast. Um, because they're amazing because they just take crazy liberal people's TikTok posts and they repost them on Twitter. That's all it is. That's all it is. They're not modifying the videos. They're not, you know, they keep getting called like this anti-gay discrimination account, uh-huh. like in disinformation and all this stuff. They're, there's no disinformation. They're just taking the stuff that you guys put out there and reposting it. That's it. There's well- no... There it's is, not. How can it right, be anti-gay? Like, they post more pro-gay content than anybody else on Twitter, probably because they take all the pro-gay content from Twitter and or from TikTok and repost it. So here's if, here's a couple of samples. Here is Madison Cawthorn's definition of a woman: X chromosomes, no tallywhacker. And this gives me a chance to talk about biological essentialism. (laughs) Um, First of all, it's not true. People have all kinds of chromosomes and all kinds of bodies. Women who've had hysterectomies, people born with certain conditions. But that's almost immaterial. Number two, it Uh is a system of oppression. Gender is a hierarchy and a system of oppression. And the easier it is to define gender, the easier it is to keep the oppression going. It's dangerous. Thoughts? I mean, this is a psychotic person. But this is exactly the type of stuff that Libs of TikTok posts that obviously people see these people and some of them are like teachers in your local kid's Mm -hmm. school and so like a bunch of them have gotten fired. But they're not like saying anything they're not doing anything to the people they're taking the public content that these people have put out there publicly and are proud of and believe and they think is accurate and they're reposting it if anything they should get like a gay pride award for how much pro-gay content they put out there the only problem for liberals is that when normal human beings see the psychotic insane pro-gay content that is out there that is being taught to their kids in schools and the lunatic creepy weird people that are talking to their kids about gender and sex in schools the only problem for liberals is that when normal people see it they don't like it of course right so once again just like with the hunter biden laptop the problem with the hunter biden laptop wasn't that it was disinformation or wasn't that it wasn't true which is what they said about it the problem was that it was true and it looked bad for them 
the the problem the problem with defund the police isn't that it's disinformation to say Democrats want to defund the police. The problem for them is that they do want to defund the police, but when other people find out that's what they really think, then they don't get elected, right? The problem isn't that the teachers don't really act like this around kids. The problem is that when they act like that around kids and people find out they get fired and liberals want them to continue right. to be able to do that around kids. <laughs> so that's, it's like it's really a great insight into the left's character that they're calling this some like homophobic right. disinformation account when they're literally just taking unedited content that the left puts out there that they believe in and think is good. And then other people react to it in a negative way. And the left right. goes, that's disinformation. Right. Like, how is it disinformation? <laughs> but the original video is not. The original video is allowed to be out there. Yeah, unless you don't like it, in which case, ignore. It's just like defund the police. It's like what? a Schrodinger's policy, right? It's like... Huh? It's, what it's there when you want it to Who's be... Whose policy? Schrodinger. What's that? Who's that? It's a physicist. It's about how, like, when you observe quantum particles... They don't. They're not the same once you observe them. You change them by observation. But Man, anyway. you must have been popular in Lexington <laughs> High School. I gotta tell you. So anyway, but my point is that like, like with defund the police, it's like if you say, "But wait, I don't want to defund the police," then they go, "Well, that's just a slogan." Actually, what we believe is much more nuanced than that, and it's not really like that. But, but then they're the, also they don't eat else. They don't say that with that gentle touch. They will say that's been disbunked as misinformation. Debunked right. as misinformation. And then they'll also, while the left hand's doing that, the right hand is writing op-eds in the New York Times right. about how actually they definitely do mean right. they We're really do want to defund the police, right? And it's the same with this stuff. It's like, it's like saying that, you know, oh, nobody's talking to your kindergartners about sex. And at the same time, they're like, mm -hmm. hi, here's me. I'm here and I'm excited to talk to your kindergartners about sex. This brings us to this, uh, also from Real Libs of TikTok, a Zoom meeting which included a professor from UNH. He was from UNH, right? Yeah. I'd rather do the camp, though. Can we do the camp? Uh, camp. Do I have the camp? Yeah, there's a sex camp one that I put I'll send it to you again here play the uh, professor and I'll get the other one for here's you here's a professor talking about kids in interacting with adult predators also if young people are initiating sexual activities with adults or enthusiastically involved we can't be effective in working with them if we assume that all such relationships start with a predatory or criminally inclined inclined adult okay there you go. Yeah, we can't. Come on, guys. It's not criminal. Maybe the kids sought the pervert out, and the pervert then, uh, you know, uh, preyed on the kid. Yeah, it's so screwed up. So anyway, I'm sending you this piece of audio, but this is about um, libs of TikTok exposed this camp. These w four women run it. They combined, I would say, weigh Alice. about two thousand pounds, probably. Alice, women. where did that know. come from? So they run a, a sexy summer camp for children in yeah. rural, rural Kentucky with lessons on sex liberation, gender exploration, yeah. BDSM, being a sex worker, self-managed abortions, and sexual activity while using licit and illicit drugs. Who's the camp cater to? Um, children. Oh. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages. All ages? All ages okay as soon as my nephews could talk they were doing that That's oh what they were doing kids touch themselves 
kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show Aunt T, you can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? Holy but- Jesus. If I was the subtle piano player in the background, <laughs> I would want my music removed. But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't right. want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, all of us need to be exploring our body. That's how we... Okay. So, uh, well, yeah. So this uh, camp was among other people that Libs of TikTok exposed. And um, the left has been very upset that Libs of TikTok has gained influence. The account's been run anonymously by this woman. Um, and they recently went through it. She wasn't really expecting to the, have this be made a big thing. So she wasn't very careful about her like online security. And they were able to suss out by like past names that had been on her account and stuff, who she was and figured it out. And they claim it's not really doxing because like her account had had a name that had her name in it before in the past. And so, and she wasn't very careful about it and stuff. Um, They also sought out business filings because Seth Dillon of the Babylon Bee Mm -hmm. um, has started a libs of TikTok.us website with her and is like managing this company now trying to turn this into like an actual brand, which is huge. So the left has been very unhappy about this. So who did they put on the case? But Jeff Bezos's intrepid internet reporter, Taylor Lawrence, who's very brave and strong, um, and unfortunately seems to not really be cut out for the work of reporting on the internet. So a couple of weeks ago, do you have our interview there of, mm-hmm. from her a couple like of weeks any ago? Any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. It's, fine. it's overwhelming. It's really hard. This is her on MSNBC crying because people are mean to her on the internet because she's yes. the biggest like snitch on the internet. She was always like, what was that thing called? The like voice uh, social media thing that was big for a while during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like she was always like recording conversations or like telling people what somebody said. And th- she's like the worst. She's the worst. Mm-hmm. So she's a tech reporter she, or like a internet culture reporter, I guess, at the Washington Post. And so she went, she's now been <coughs> searching out libs of TikTok's life story family. <clears throat> they were able to discover that she attended the January 6th rally. <clears throat> oh, no. They were able to track down some of her family members. They've been knocking on her relatives' doors. She also um, was, she has messaged a bunch of people who've like interacted with the account. She messaged Christina Pushon, gave her an hour before deadline, said like, I'm publishing this story in an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you had no comment unless about on your relationship with libs of TikTok. And Christina Pushaw, Ron DeSantis' press secretary, was like, what do you mean? I interact with their content on Twitter. Like, all my interactions interactions with them are public like what are you talking about um and she also um managed to find somebody on twitter with the same name as the lives of tiktok right. woman we and know, messaged them goes. threatening them to say 
the message that she sent this woman who's completely unrelated and just happens to have the same name. Hi, I'm just following up here. You've been mentioned as the administrator of the Libs of TikTok account on Twitter, and I need to turn in my story today. Is that your account? Please let me know ASAP because you're being implicated as starting a hate campaign against LGBTQ people. (laughs) If you're unaffiliated with the account, I want to be sure to set the record straight in the story. If it is your account, I'd love to speak to you about it. I'm on blank if you want to give me a ring. Let me know and I hope to hear from you. When did you you stop beating your wife? In other words, that is... What do you think if you're just a random person who's not even affiliated with the account and you get this message like you're being implicated in a hate campaign against LGBT people? So you better come forward and talk to me to exonerate yourself from this pre-crime. What kind of hate campaign, by the way, consists mainly of amplifying the content of the people that we're talking about? Well, it it also, when one of them as well, she says, please uh, contact me by phone. Mm-hmm. immediately and you know that's a that's a to me that's very telling when when either hr or your boss or a reporter wants to talk to you by phone um it is to me anyway it, it means that they want to have a secret chat or they want to be able to they want to be able to um fabricate right so here's a story that she came out with at the washington post democracy dies in darkness post um and and she says on march 8th a twitter account called libs of tiktok posted a video of a woman teaching sex education to children in kentucky calling the woman in the video a predator that's the video that we just heard by the way of the person at the camp which i think predator is not a totally unfair description of what we saw there the next evening, the same clip was featured on Laura Ingram's Fox News program, prompting the host to ask, when did our public schools, any schools, become what are essentially grooming centers for gender identity radicals? Libs of TikTok reposts a steady stream of TikTok videos and social media posts, primarily from LGBTQ plus people, often including incendiary framing designed Ooh. to generate outrage. Videos shared from the account quickly find their way to the most influential names in right wing media. The account has emerged as a powerful force on the Internet, shaping right wing media, impacting anti LGBTQ plus legislation and influencing millions by posting viral videos Goodness. aimed at inciting outrage among the right. The anonymous account's impact is deep and far-reaching. So it goes on. It's been promoted by Joe Rogan. It's been on Tucker Carlson, etc. They talk about the past of her account when she used to have her name and her handle. And she did some jokes about like Biden and being a houseplant. And she had mm-hmm. attended the January 6th thing. No evidence that she did anything bad at the January 6th thing. Just that she was in D.C. Mm-hmm. doing the thing. Uh, her anti-trans tweets went especially viral. She called on her follow- followers to contact schools that were allowing boys and girls bathrooms and pushed false conspiracy theories about schools. She purported that adults who teach children about LGBTQ plus identities are abusive, that being gender nonconforming or an ally to the LGBTQ plus community is a mental illness and referred to schools as government run indoctrination camps for the LGBTQ plus community. Libs of TikTok is shaping our entire political conversation about the rights of LGBTQ people to participate in society. Uh, One activist said it feels as if they're single handedly taking us back a decade in terms of public discourse around LGBTQ rights. It's been like nothing we've ever really seen. Maybe you should ask yourself why if other people post literally your content from your allies in your community that it's setting back your rights. Maybe you should clean house in your own community if people are talking about how they talk to toddlers about masturbation and how that's like 
great and wonderful. And maybe if that's setting back your movement, you should take a look at who's in your movement and do something about it, frankly. Um, So they're talking about how like this is gone from the internet to school boards. Um, Several teachers have been fired as a result of being on the account, but not because they were on the account because they posted crazy stuff publicly to put out there to the world on their own accounts. Um, uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community who still attempt to use platforms like TikTok talk to educate people on gay and trans issues are subject to intense online abuse, causing a chilling effect. Libs of TikTok is playing on fears and misunderstandings of who trans people. I think they're getting it right from the source. They're taking right. the trans educational content and showing it to you. Exactly. They're amping up extreme rhetoric and normalizing, portraying queer people inherently as dangerous to children. It's hard to stoke a moral panic without main characters, and Libs of TikTok is finding those characters. So now we're going to ruin this woman's life. Her name's been made public. Taylor Lawrence is knocking Miss, like, we should never dox people. How terrible it is that people say mean things to me online. Is seeking out this woman's relatives, people with similar names, and anyone else that she can find, and publishing them in one of the nation's biggest newspapers to try and get them to stop this account that's really just holding up a mirror to their own stupid side. Of course. It's unbelievable. You know where that horse shit doesn't happen, Alice? That old Mother Road. Mother Road. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I have more to rant about, but we are out of time for today. More tomorrow. Come join us again tomorrow. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, uh, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. There's like all the different spots you can listen to the podcast, including YouTube, Rumble, um, all the places. What else do we have? Uh, an email address, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, we got to read those emails. We'll do it tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.